0: Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast
1: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan and me, Neil King Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes If you're new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through our accounts on Facebook and Instagram, as well as through Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and on manxradio.com forward slash podcasts.
2: Coming up on this week's podcast, I speak to Michelle, Mel and Victoria from the Peel Pantaloons about the upcoming panto Peter Pan. And in Act Two, we speak to the girls again in our Getting to Know You section, which we've tweaked slightly for our Christmas theme episode.
1: But first, joining us in the studio this week, we have Isabel Walker, who played Linda in Three Legs' production of Blood Brothers. Welcome along. Hello. So, Isabel, how did it go?
0: Pretty well, I think. I've had quite a few messages, which has been really nice. And it was obviously like my first time on the stage.
1: Yeah, which was fant- fantastic. Neil and I were both there on, on the Friday night and it, yeah. was, it was just, it was a brilliant performance, wasn't it? Awesome, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you wouldn't guess it was your first
2: show as well, you are brilliant.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really fun. I enjoyed myself more than I ever thought I could. And everybody was so lovely. It just made me wish I'd started earlier, really.
1: I mean, we've got Lorcan and Jack (laughs) there. Great company. They're two fantastic guys there. And certainly two people that can sort of push in the right direction, I think.
0: Yeah. They were really good. They were definitely, I think, we worked as a three. I think that really helped with everything. Really helped me to feel like I had people who could, like, show me what to do without seeming, like... They knew everything already, and that they were like patronizing, I guess. Yeah. So that was really nice.
1: And David Dawson as well, directing. He's, he's a very giving director, isn't he?
0: He's amazing. <laughs> like, I cannot speak highly enough of David. It was the first time I'd been to audition for something outside of a school production. Uh-huh. So going there, I was already really, really scared and I wasn't actually going to do it. But as soon as I got there, I just felt so at ease in a way that I'd never felt before. It just felt like I was doing something that I should have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was great.
1: I was, I was quite surprised, actually, when I found out the other day that you're only 17 as well?
0: Yeah, 17. Still in school, yeah. still in sixth form. So, so it, that, you, you've yeah. not
2: let it that late then, have you? No, no. Yeah. I'm only 17. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but
1: really, when I got into it properly, I was about 20, 21. So. Yeah, I was in my mid-30s. So, yeah. <laughs> so you'll you know, yeah. be veteran by the time you get I to know. our age. So. <laughs> so what was it that got you into Blood into Brothers? How What got you involved?
0: I had a friend, Jasmine Colligan we were sat actually in the library at school and I'd done school stuff before we did honk last year and um, I'd really enjoyed myself and we were actually talking about how much I loved the musical and she said oh you know they're doing it and I was like what she's like as a play though and I was like well I mean I do do really like I love Willie Russell plays Mm. Educate and Rita yeah that's one of my favorites but um yeah so we were just sat there and then she sort of said to me, you should audition. And I was like, oh, but I've never done that before. And I get, I get quite worked up and get quite nervous anyway. But I'd known Jude from Hunk as well. Yeah. Um, she did my hair. So. <laughs> so I was like, I'll know somebody there. And I went and I actually ended up knowing a few people at the audition. And, and it just ended up happening because I emailed Jude. And I was like, just send me the script. And so I did it. I just went. And I had work. I, I was working that day as well at 12 in ten, and it was the audition was in on and everything was against me that day Ugh. honestly but i i managed to do it and i'm so glad so glad that i did it was like two days before they were saying that we wouldn't be able to send scripts after that time so i was like i need to do it then i just need to do it so i just did it and i had to get the bus there myself my mom couldn't give me a lift that day <laughs> oh. it was all just like all the things that could possibly go wrong but it happened
1: so is this then, is this going to be the first of many, do you think?
0: I hope so. <laughs> Fortunately I, I did my GCSE drama. I started doing the performing arts course. I got, I got one year in and I unfortunately lost out on the written exam. So I've had to stop doing it with school. Mm. And that felt like a bit of a kick in the teeth because I thought I was going to do really well. So I just wanted, I, want, I wanted a way to carry on with it. Because a lot of it has been I've doubted myself before. And I thought, oh, no, I can't do it. I can't because I don't I don't know enough people or it's it can be it can feel like that when you're not part of it already yeah I think I hope it's it's the first of many. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna see what happens. I don't have anything else planned.
2: And you've been on the number one podcast in town. Exactly. Exactly. True. Theatre, so, so true. So true. <laughs> <You> made
1: it. <laughs> Thing as well. I think once you get your your foot into the door and you start to meet all the different people, there's it sort of snowballs really. And before yeah. you know it, you're five years down the down the track. And you know when you're young, free, and single with no other other ties, you find yourself going from show to show to show to show. <laughs> and suddenly you've done twenty shows, and it's like, what? How did I get here?
0: <laughs> I do hope so. I do want to carry it on. I. But I think, but right now I've got school to think about yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But I think doing this has really made me see that, yeah, I def- I definitely want to do more.
1: Yeah, and there's, 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 there's plenty on, isn't there? Neil? Oh, there's, there's always there's, something. There's isn't always there? something. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to speak to Isabel a little bit more later on in the in the show. But first, let's get on with Act One and Neil's conversation with the Peel Pantaloons. So I'm here in the studio with three members of the Peel Pantaloons.
2: Because there's so many of you ladies, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourselves. So tell us your name and your role. So let's
3: walk down the line. Here we go. I'm Michelle Kane and I'm playing Tinkerbell.
4: Hi, I'm Mel Reid. I am the director, but I'm playing Mrs Darling and the Crocodile.
5: And I'm Victoria Reynolds. And this year I'm playing Smee. So Michelle, can you start
2: by telling us a little bit about the history of the Peel Pantaloons?
5: Basically, the Peel
3: Pantaloons was set up in 1991 by Keith Horne, who had a young family at the time. He didn't like how expensive family entertainment was, so he and his friends decided to set up a little band called the Peel Pantaloons to put on some cheap family entertainment, which we've tried to continue throughout the 29, nearly 30 years that he's been doing it.
2: So to me, Peel seems like a, a really good community spirit especially with theatre what what do you think makes the city so special
5: I mean the centenary centre puts on such a variety now um they've also got there was a couple of acts in yesterday yesterday night but they were in the Athol room so they're not necessarily just doing Mm -hmm. everything on stage and in the theatre now they'll do musical acts in the Athol room which is quite nice from the centenary centre's point of view it's a good bunch of people you know they're all committed to putting on entertainment keeping the facility going um keeping it to the high standard that it is um they do the films now so much so much they do at the uh, centenary center we we're very lucky really i think to have that relationship with them and to have that facility to use yeah from our point of view we're winners i think
3: i think what helps peel a lot is you know there's a lot of character which i think adds to us in the pantaloons in itself you know there is so much character in peel that it's nice to be able to put that on in the heart of peel in at the center
2: And shows at the Centenary Centre are always well-supported, aren't they? Especially the Panto. It's really great to see. So, Mel, you've been in quite a few then. How many have you been in?
4: I think this is my 15th or 16th year. Wow, Okay. Yeah, so I'm the... Longest member at the moment, Um, yeah.
2: Fantastic, and you're directing this year as well then?
4: I am, yeah, I'm back directing. I've had a couple of years off, but yeah, directing this year alongside Becky Kelly. And uh, Victoria's done so much work for me, but the cast are really, really brilliant. Really good cast, lots of fun. The kids, um, dancing, singing, um, everything.
2: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, knowing some of your cast, you've got a few characters in there, and obviously Panto is going to be a lot of fun rehearsing. How often do you have to kind of calm them down and pull them back?
4: <laughs> every rehearsal. <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we try and treat every rehearsal like a show, um, right. but we do get a bit carried away, don't we, yeah, all of I mean, us?
5: <laughs> We're all volunteers. Everyone's there to enjoy themselves. People like a good chat and a catch-up, but uh, we do have to try and rein them in and get them focused on the on the task in hand. It, it can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. The kids are great, but... Um, They're easily distracted, I think. But that's part of the challenge, isn't it? It's part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, It wouldn't be the same, I don't think, if we didn't have the kids in it. No, no, the kids really
4: do make it.
5: Yeah.
2: So as we speak, there's a few weeks to go before the show. How is everything going? Are you ready for opening night?
4: I think so, yeah. Um, So we've got about two, three weeks, I think, yeah. um, till the proper dress rehearsals. And we're just running, running and running the yeah. show, really, as much as we can, running lines.
3: Scripts are down, so that's always a good sign. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's
4: good. Yeah, just making sure the kids know when to come on, which obviously helps with the run-through and things. So.
2: so, Michelle, what can you tell us about the show itself and what makes this production different?
3: With Peter Pan, you're used to having Nana the dog as the nanny, which you do have, but what you do find is that Mabel, our dame, she was actually the darling children, Danny, before she ran off to Neverland. So she goes off on a little adventure off her own. So you don't only follow the darling children, which is what Peter Pan is generally about, but you also follow Nanny McVitie on her little adventure as well. So that's a big difference.
5: And we've got a female dame this year. Yes. So we're breaking with tradition. That's been an interesting twist, is not it? Yes.
2: That sounds strange that that's a weird yeah. thing, but it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A female dame? How dare you? I mean, we,
5: we have a lot of uh, of swapping genders,
3: but... Uh... Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of variation over the years. We have, we have been the ones to brave that. So, you know, you normally have the principal girl played by a girl and the principal boy played by a girl, with the dame being played by a male. We have totally broken everything that is panto other than the fact that it is a Christmas performance and, you know the idea of the show itself but it's it's working and it's it'll be nice to see how people sort of take that in you know
2: what can you tell me about music then in the show
4: so we've we try and do a mixture of songs um, old and new for the different ages obviously we've got our traditional christmas ones so merry christmas everyone at the end we've got a new one this year when i grow up from tilda Uh, Which Wendy sings and the kids. Uh, Crocodile Rock. Yeah. Uh, A little bit of shout out to the crocodile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Mermaids. Got a bit wicked in there for Tinkerbell. Fantastic.
2: (laughs) So with regards to planning the show then, when does it start? It's year yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all year round.
4: Yeah, I think we
5: started Technically January. this was two years ago. Ah, okay,
2: wow. <laughs> that, that we decided advanced.
5: on We did postpone it, yeah. Yeah, we postponed it a year. But generally what happens is we do the show early December, then we have a couple of weeks off and then around very much around Christmas time, Mel sending out scripts for the next oh, wow. year. Okay. So I we, get too excited. Doing yeah. <laughs> during sort of the Christmas break, we're all reading our scripts, and then we try and make the decision sort of January February time, don't we, early yeah. in the year, so that then we we elect director and they can then start planning really. Yeah. So yeah, so we, and we try to make our announcements sort of generally March time. We'll announce our our panto. So, but even now, you know we've we've got ideas for next year. You know, um, there's things that you know crop up year after year, and we maybe put them on the back burner until we find the right the right way to do it. So, yeah, there's there's discussions already for next year.
2: <laughs> so you do the shows a little bit earlier than the Douglas one as well, don't you? Is that like a conscious decision?
4: We've always been well since I've been in uh, the Pantaloons. We've always done done it the first four week in December. Yeah. It's always been It's nice
5: that we (laughs) coincide with the light switch on. Mm -hmm. So we have the light switch on normally the first Saturday of December, isn't it, in Peel they switch the Christmas lights on. But obviously the way the dates fall, they're they're doing it on the 30th, so perfect for us. Um, And we attend the light switch on, we go out in costume. And then so that's that kickstarts us, and then we, we've got our first show on the Sunday. But it's quite nice from our point of view because we've you know it's quite intense, and then we we do our show week, and it's it's amazing. But then we can sit back and relax and enjoy Christmas yeah. really. So get our Christmas shopping done, yeah, going. yeah.
2: yeah. and plan the next one. And plan <laughs> the next one. <laughs> Brilliant. Let's talk about a bit more about the characters then. So Michelle, you are playing Tink. I am Tinker Bell. Feisty little fairy. Yes. Is there any similarities between you and Tinker? Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, very much so. I've always been quite the the feisty one, the stubborn one at times, but also very happy-go-lucky. You know, she's a, she is quite a nice person, really, when she, she wants to be. Unless somebody Deep tries down. to get in her way. Deep down, she is. Unless somebody wants to get in her way, and then she very much puts a foot down and throws her little temper tantrums. Got to get your way in life sometimes, haven't you?
2: (laughs) And does Tink not speak in
3: the Disney traditional? No, she does not speak at all, but it'd be
5: lovely if Tink didn't speak. (laughs) Wonderful, wouldn't it? You'd have your script
3: down a lot earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, she does have quite a lot of speaking part, um, in this particular script. But it's it's a nice interaction as well. You know, you get you get the feel of how she feels towards Peter, how she feels towards Wendy, because yeah. there's only so much crossing your arms you can do without yeah. being a little bit yeah, yeah nasty.
2: And let's talk about Smee then, so Victoria. Now he's probably one of the nicest baddies, really, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So yes. how's it been playing Smee?
5: It's good fun. Um, yeah, Smee's kind of I suppose always trying to please the captain and um, and I. I in my mind, with this version of Peter Pamps, me's kind of the hero at the end of the day. But Rewrite. you've got to come and see it to, to understand <laughs> that. i have probably come out of rehearsals the sorest.
2: <laughs> so tell me about bringing the show together. It's always such a huge team effort, isn't it?
5: From the production point of view, we have so many people involved For all, all, way, all through the year. The scenery started very early on and we have our artistic director who this year is, um, Katie. It's, it's, it's as great as she is and she's done all the cloths and we have so many helpers along the way so anyone that's come along and helped paint and either at the centre or at the workshop anybody that's been involved in in all the scenery and the well, fantastic props lady who comes year after year and, and does all our mm-hmm. props our sound guy as well um, and our lighting guy we've you got know.
4: two very lovely costume ladies as well
5: so yeah. there's so many people involved in the process. I mean, we're all have very heavily involved, but there are other people as well that sort of help along the way in, in various ways. Um, it really is a proper team effort, a proper family effort, a real community effort, isn't it? You know, people people do settle in with us, so it's, it's lovely.
2: That's great. Well, Michelle, Mel and Victoria, thanks so much for talking to me, and good luck with the show.
5: Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Neil. <laughs>
2: Well, thank you to Michelle, Mel and Victoria there from the Peel Pantaloons for coming into the studio and having a chat with me. We're going to hear from them again in Act 2 in our Get Into Know You section. But first of all, before we do that, let's have a panto chat. Neil, you've got a lot of history with the Peel Pantaloons, haven't you?
1: Yeah, Peel Pantaloons was kind of where I sort of really started out properly in, into theatre. I mean, I was... I was involved with the, the gale force when I was, when I was a youngster, but you know, when my voice broke, I stepped away for a few years, but then I kind of went to see the, the first couple of years of Peel Pantaloons and it was in 1994 when you probably wouldn't no, you weren't even wasn't born, were you no. weren't even born. <laughs> oh, Not even thought of. Feels so old. <laughs> yeah. In 1994, I joined the Peel Pantaloons for uh, Red Riding Hood and I played Tom Foolery, Red Riding Hood's brother. Oh. And, um, had the whole sort of the panto gag of I had this truly tremendous tree, which was a present for grandma, and uh, I was left at the front at the side of the stage. And every time anyone went anywhere near it, the whole audience had to shout "tree." Now, up until about five or six years ago, there was a guy that used to live down the road from my mum and dad. He would still shout "tree" whenever he <laughs> saw me. And that's like a good 20 25 years later. <laughs> but you know, I think the, the Peel Pantaloons was was great. I did did five years with them before I then went on to to join the Operatic Society. Mm-hmm. And I think I think pantomime it's it's a great place to start because it's a place where you really get to learn your craft because it's not just a case of where you have to learn your lines maybe the cue lines that they kind of take you into it with a panto anything can happen at any time people can come on people can not come on people can jump three pages <laughs> and you just have to kind of bring things around and back in again and you just have to sort of know everyone's script and at 19 that was easy yeah. <laughs> 41 is a bit more difficult <laughs> but uh, yeah no panto it's great fun it's hard work I mean everyone says oh panto is easy." yeah panto can be easy a good panto is, is very hard because there's, yeah. there's the timing and you've got to have that level of, of, of energy through it as well. One thing that David Artis does with Dreamstar, he always has sort of these sort of set rules that you've got to do with panto that makes it very sort of firm and a very accurate and a very sort of structured purpose to it is that you know the songs that you put into the show cannot be more than two minutes long or at you, least or you can't do more than two minutes of a song because anything longer than that start to lose the interest of the audience and you spend that time building the energy up. You've got to keep it up there. And the other thing as well is that those songs have to be relevant to the show
2: yeah, definitely. Well, thanks, guys. Now it's time for Act Two. We are going to have another chat with Mel, Michelle and Victoria. This is our slightly different to usual Christmas-themed Getting to Know You.
1: Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hold
2: Okay, welcome back to Michelle, Mel and Victoria. We are going to play Getting to Know You Now. Now, this is a changed to our usual format. I've devised a few Christmas and Panto-specific questions. Okay, so the first question, we'll start with Michelle. Uh, what was your first Panto role?
3: I was a little chorus member back in Red Riding Hood oh. in 2008, and since then I've Pretty much played a principal role ever since oh, <laughs> wow. yeah my first actual role was in 2009 as polly slash the crimson hawk i was a a jewel Person, and that was when Tor in the program <laughs> was the Crimson Hawk, just to give it away from the audience just a little bit. Time. It was a little bit of a, a guessing game as to who the Crimson Hawk actually was, so it was nice to play a double role on mm-hmm. that one.
2: The Crimson Hawk sounds like a new Marvel. Thing, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's that one. She
4: was a sexy blonde pirate. <laughs>
2: really? i watched that, yeah, Okay, and Mel, what's your first panto role?
4: I was principal girl um, in Bluebeard in 2005. I went up with um, two of my friends just for a laugh. Just, oh. you know, see what it was like. And unfortunately, they didn't get in, but I did.
5: Oh, nice. oh, well. And they haven't got rid of me ever since. Oh. <laughs>
2: now, Victoria, what was your first panto role?
5: So I'm a bit newer to the whole panto family. I was in, my panto I was in was Beauty and the Beast. And I was predominantly chorus, and I was quite happy with that. But I was mm. also Monsieur LeFou in the I second think. act so awesome. I got to play a bit of a baddie but it was, it was a, a nice introduction to, to being on stage
2: second question I'm going to offer you a part in any pantomime professional production at the London Palladium what part would you choose? Let's start with Mel.
4: I
5: think I would probably go for Snow White.
2: She's your favourite? Yeah. Victoria, who would you go for?
5: I'd quite like the challenge of a baddie, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I couldn't name any particularly. Probably just, just sort of generically baddie. Just generic yeah, generically baddie. baddie. That's Starring
2: okay. as a generic baddie.
5: <laughs>
2: and Michelle, who would you choose?
3: I would also go baddie. Uh-huh. Um, either Lady Tremaine in Cinderella or Mother Gothel in Rapunzel. like
2: that. I don't know any of them, but it's fine. <laughs> that's
3: fine.
2: That's fine. So my next question, next year's Panto, we can cast someone, a celebrity in the role of the dame. Who would you go for? I'm going to start with you, Victoria. I'm going to put you on the spot.
5: Well, actually, something's just very quickly sprung to mind. Somebody like Piers Morgan. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, wow. <laughs> Piers Morgan as dame. I mean, he gets a lot of stick and he's very um, controversial. So, yeah, I think he'd be quite good, wouldn't
2: he? He'd get a lot of booze, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. well, yeah. he wouldn't
5: need to yeah. really act, would he? Just come on stage and he'd get a reaction. <laughs> wow, so, no. okay. Yeah.
2: Piers Morgan, I didn't expect yeah. that. Okay. There you go, you
5: see. Michelle, who are you going to choose?
2: <laughs> are you going for Donald Trump or who are you going <laughs> for? Or, oh, you like? God, could
3: you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to shut the police down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to see Lee Evans definitely i think he has the comedic value that would be needed in a dame and i know a few people who would absolutely kick my backside to hear me say that because they despise the man but personally i think he's great and i just think it'd be really amusing to see him as a dame that's
2: a good choice lee evans brilliant Okay, that's our panto questions answered. Now I'm going to ask you a a bit more generic Christmas questions. So, burning question. What's your favourite Christmas song? Uh, Michelle, I'll start with you.
3: I would say Please Come Home for Christmas by The Eagles or Bon Jovi, whichever cover version you'd like.
2: Fantastic. Either one of those. You you like both versions?
3: I love both versions. I love both groups.
2: Mel, do you have a favourite Christmas song?
4: Uh, Yes, I think I Don't Want A Lot for Christmas. Is that the right one? The Mariah Carey <laughs> one. The yeah. Mariah Carey, yeah. So all Mariah Carey, I, All I Want For Christmas. Um And I was actually lucky to sing it a few years ago in one of the pantos. Mm. So. I
2: was going to say, that must be in most pantos you do with that one, is it?
4: I think no, we've only used it
5: once. Did. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a song to, to sing. It is quite one. tricky yes. to sing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
2: To sing. Mariah's got some pipes on her and she <laughs> she's yeah. good. And Victoria, what's your favourite Christmas song?
5: I love Christmas music. I love cheesy Christmas music. I'd probably say Wham's Last Christmas. Nice. That's a safe choice. I like that. I like
2: that. And your favorite Christmas film? So you must love Christmas films, you girls. Yes. yes. Yeah? Okay. So <laughs> started
4: let's... watching them already. Really? Oh, no, I only
2: like two actually, but um, those two I like, I really like. So um... what are they, Neil? Oh well, well, thank you for asking. No one ever <laughs> asks me questions. I'll I'll let you answer first because okay. I don't want to steal again. steal your one. So Victoria, <clears throat> let's start with you. What's your favorite Christmas film?
5: Um, I I love the um, Home Alone films, mm-hmm. um, but I also quite like a bit of a curveball. There's one called Christmas with the Cranks. Which is a John Grisham book, um, yeah, like that as well.
2: And Michelle, what's your favourite Christmas film? The Grinch. The Grinch. Oh, that's <laughs> me as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love
3: the Grinch. And he shares my birthday of Christmas Eve, so it oh, just yes. makes it even more okay. special. Fantastic. Um, and also, Jingle All the Way is an absolutely cracking film oh, as well with really? Schwarzenegger. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: that's a good one. And Mel, what's your favourite Christmas film?
4: Um, I'm going to have to go with an oldie, um, White Christmas. Oh. Yeah, traditional. Traditional. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Reminds me of my grandparents.
2: So yeah, my favourite ones are Scrooged. I really love that one. And I like probably The Muppets Christmas Carol as well. Ah. Yeah. In fact, I will watch any of them The Muppets, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our last question. I know a few films have been turned into musicals recently, so you can have them if you like. But what Christmas film would you turn into a musical if you could? Let's start with Michelle.
3: I would go with Jingle All The Way. It is. It's quite... I don't know if anybody has, else has seen it, but it's about a father who's trying to get this toy for his kid's Christmas, and there's quite a lot of comedy fight scenes in it, mm-hmm. so they could totally lyricise all of that and just make it amazing.
2: And would you cast me as Arnie? Yes. It? Yeah, thank you very much. Totally. Yeah. I'll have to buff <laughs> up a bit.
3: <laughs>
2: and uh, Mel?
3: Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Die Hard to be funny. Die Hard the musical, that'd be good,
2: I think white christmas is one now actually isn't it, yeah.
5: it is yeah. yeah it's on in london actually yeah. this year
2: and, yeah. they, and they've done Elf, haven't they? I think, they've, oh, I think Elf.
5: They've,
4: Elf yeah. Definitely yeah. Elf is probably one of my other favourites, yeah. actually. Elf the musical would yeah. be very good as a film and a performance. Is that your
2: final answer? Yeah. Okay. I know <laughs> I gave you the answer, but you can have it.
4: <laughs>
2: and Victoria, what would you, a Christmas film, would you like to turn into a musical?
5: I'd stick with the Home Alones. So I think they'd make cracking musicals. Yes. To okay. see some of that that slapstick on stage. Yeah. When, when he's um, getting the robbers out of his house. Yeah. I think it would yes. be great. Yeah, great. <laughs> There'd
2: be a lot of health and safety involved in uh, that a as a few, production, a few they... stunts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it would work well. Well, thank you very much for joining us again, and uh, yeah, again, good luck with the panto.
3: Thank, thank you. Indeed.
2: Well, that was the getting to know you section with Michelle, Mel, and Victoria again from the Peel Pantaloons, so thank you so much to them for joining us. Now, those questions brought up some good answers, didn't they, Neil? They certainly did, yeah. And we've be, just been having a little discussion in the studio with Isabel as well. Now, I know Die Hard, the musical, got your juices flowing, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it certainly did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know,
1: Some people say that, that Christmas starts with uh, Fairy Tale New York, but for me it's with Hans Gruber falling from the top of the Nakatomi Tower. So festive. Oh, yeah.
2: So festive. <laughs> and we were just discussing, so do you think it is a Christmas film or not What's uh, the, undoubtedly, I undoubtedly. undoubtedly I don't Kay.
0: think it is so
2: we've got one yes and one no I don't want to upset anyone doing the casting <laughs> fact, so, <okay>. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: agree to disagree, yeah, we'll
0: agree to
2: disagree yeah. <laughs> it's a, a good film though isn't it good film. Yeah. it's a good film so yeah let, let me know your favourite Christmas
1: songs then
0: what have you got Driving home for Christmas. Driving home for
2: Christmas. Very good. One. Christmas, Christmas. Really classic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. I think yeah. it's
1: going to have to be Jonah Louis. Jonah Louis. That's yeah. Great. yeah. Oh, what's D- it? What's D- it called? D-
2: D- Stop the cavalry. Stop the cavalry. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It. That's, That's it. Fantastic. I wish yeah. it could be home. That's <laughs> a
1: good one. A good one. No, yeah. yes. Oh yes.
2: Yeah. Did you like you? You've worked in retail before, haven't you? No. No. Oh, you just came and see us when we were. Yeah, I in just Top just shop. spent half my time in Topshop. Yeah. Have yeah. <laughs> well, you ever worked in a shop? You have excite. A, a cycl- Pedic knowledge of Christmas songs, uh, Ram Danui <laughs> My favourite is Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Yeah, like
1: the Spice Girls did a cover of that as they well. Did, yeah, wasn't as good. But, no, you know, <laughs> <but yeah, laughs>
2: for the original. And Christmas films to turn into a musical. Yeah, what do we think about that?
0: Well, haven't seen many Christmas films, mm-hmm. but we're gonna say Gremlins is a Christmas film. Okay and I'd love that to be turned into a
1: musical Fantastic, Gremlins I in could, musical I could see that ending up very much like Avenue Q Yeah, you? I was yes. going to say, yeah. they'd yeah, have yeah, to be yeah. puppets it yeah. yeah. couldn't
0: be a person, Mark Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. it wouldn't work. So film into a musical I really like the idea of, of Home Alone as a musical, yeah. but mm. can you just imagine the sort of logistical problems that would cause with the set, <laughs> with all those <laughs> <laughs> bits of flying and uh, wow, that would be just a bit of hell of a getting, wouldn't it, in a tech <laughs> week, my <laughs> word um, Me, so a Christmas film into a musical, oh, Craigie, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with one of their suggestions and go with jingle all the way jingle all the way mm-hmm. the oh yeah yeah it's crying out for it isn't it oh, bagsy not boomer <laughs> everyone hates boomer <laughs>
2: and christmas film then so we've had gremlins now die hard isn't a christmas film but gremlins is apparently yeah. well, but we're taking that yeah. you're the guest the guest is always right have you got a favorite
1: christmas film neil well for me it's a hard decision between elf and muppet's christmas carol Two of them are both Ooh, both great start, yeah. great starts for Christmas. And, and, you know, I think probably normally I'd probably go I'd swing towards Elf, but this year, because I'm singing in one of the songs from A Muppet's Christmas Carol at the Taylorian Christmas uh, on, on the 21st of December, I'm going to have to go with Muppet's Christmas Carol.
2: Okay. Imagine A Muppet's Christmas Carol Gremlins crossover. That'd be
1: amazing, wouldn't it? Mind-blowing. <laughs> and with that, then, we bring episode 11 to a close. So we'd just like to thank Isabel Walker for joining us again in the studio. Thank
0: you for inviting me to be here.
1: Thank you for coming.
2: So yeah, thanks very much, Isabel. Thank you all for listening. Remember to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events.
1: If you have any questions about the podcast or suggestions for future episodes, you can contact us through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in local musicians and artists, check out our sister podcast, Supergroup where Neil King talks to Manx songwriters and musicians as they set up their fantasy supergroup. All that remains is for us to say thanks for listening, and we hope you join us again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. I've been Neil Callan. I've been Neil King. Cheers. Bye. Bye. It's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me.